0: Uh, welcome, everyone, to High School Hobblers, your regular review of games uh, by Alan One. Uh, I'm your host, Luke Anderson, and I'm joined with my two colleagues, Brad Howard and Ethan Anderson. How about you guys say hi?
1: How's it going, everybody? This is Brad. What's up? What's up? It's Ethan.
2: <laughs>
0: awesome. <laughs> so, uh, in this for the High School Hobblers... Uh, This podcast, we're going to be taking a a dive into games each week to look at uh, some games. Some are going to be newer, some are going to be be older. We're just looking at uh, games that we think are fun. Uh, My two colleagues here aren't quite uh, as well-versed in games as I am, so we're trying to help them out here and and hobble up to uh, eventually get on the high score list. So (laughs) this week's game, of course, uh, we want to start out strong. Uh, This is a really good game. It's called Hades. Um, Hades, did you guys ever, ever heard about this game before?
1: I, I had not. Not Bef-
2: until this. Before you told me about it, I had I had never heard of it.
0: Oh, awesome. So uh, before we get into like your guys' experience uh, playing this game, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of history about it. So Hades was released in 2020, developed by Supergiant Games, and is actually lauded as by many as one of the uh, all-time best games of all time. Um, two th- all-times. Two all-times? Yeah, two <laughs> all-times. I like, didn't tell you all-times. Crazy. Like, even, there's, even, there's even a list on Wikipedia, right? A list on Wikipedia <laughs> that, that, lists, that lists the best games of all time. Hades is like the latest entry there. There hasn't been a best game of all time since 2020 when Hades came out. So it's pretty, it's a pretty good how, game. How did they compile that list? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, okay. No, that's still impressive. That's cool. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried to figure out how they uh, did that, and I couldn't out find anything. <laughs> but I was you know. Think...
1: Wikipedia is the source of all truth.
0: Of course, exactly, yeah. and that was that's what I was going for. So, so I looked at it, and of course, it's an objective truth <laughs> that Hades is the best game of all time in 2020 and since then. Right? That's one of them. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and the, and the reason why. That's right. (laughs) And the reason why I chose this game uh, is for a number of reasons. First off, uh, it's a roguelike. um, So the the games games in the roguelike genre are fairly uh, basic in how you play them, um, and the difficulty and the complexity just increases as you play it. So it's pretty approachable, and its narrative and art style um, are very unique to the game and considered one of the best. Like, it's won many awards – for its narrative and art style as well. So and that's why I chose to, to do Hades. And um, we're going to get into how did you guys, what was your guys' experience playing? Let's start with Ethan. How how did you like the game, Ethan?
2: I enjoyed the game. We, uh, we spent some time together, as you know, because you were there playing the game. Um, it was interesting. As you know, I'm not much of a gamer, okay? But this game had me locked in. Okay, it was uh anytime I died, I just wanted to keep playing. And that's not always super common uh when I play video games. Um I love the art. I don't know. I just had I had a good time. I had a good time playing it.
0: Awesome. And um, Brad, how'd you feel about it?
1: Yeah, it was it was a really fun experience. Um I, I echo the the art and, and the story was was just really well done. Um, I, I really enjoyed with the story, it seemed to, based on accomplishing things in the games, but also just time put into the game. Cause, cause I'm no, I'm hobbling, I'm hobbling through it. So, <laughs> so the fact that this story, the fact that this story still progressed for me was, was a lot of fun. And, and as I started to play, I'm, I'm a button masher and so I struggled at first, but I Luke gave me some advice. He was like, "Chill the button mashing, step back, and 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 try to try to go at it with a strategic approach." And so I I realigned, and and I I found myself getting deeper and deeper into it. So it, it was a great experience for me.
0: Awesome! I'm glad you guys liked it a lot. It's this is one of those games. I picked it back up in 2020 uh, when it came out because uh, I was getting really into roguelikes at that time, with other games like Risk of Rain Two and Binding of Isaac and stuff. Uh, they'd been out for a little bit, but that was my that's that was the year when I was kind of introduced to uh, roguelike games. And when Hades came out, I picked it up and played it for uh, quite a while. Like I, I put in quite a few hours in there. Um, and then I haven't. And then I dropped it. Uh, something else came out during that time. I don't remember exactly what it was, but another destiny package <laughs> no, no no i, I didn't I start playing destiny then but uh no it, something else i can't remember exactly what it was but um picking it back up with you guys and playing it again reminded me of just how good this game really is i started a new run um started a, a new saves uh, new save slot when i started playing with you guys and just remind, remembering all of the different things that you discover and how incrementally uh paced it is the the pacing of the game is really well done um whether you're skilled at the game and can progress through it really quickly or um if like you're having struggles with the game because it's a very it's a pretty tough game but even even when you're dying constantly and you know respawning back in the house of hades the game does a good job of keeping the story moving and um there's actually a lot of branching dialogue options in the game I think there was over ten hours of dialogue, um, if I remember right. When I was writing this, that in the game that um, that they wrote out, that they wrote out, and they're totally dependent on your actions in game, and like uh, the different people you choose to give nectar for. Um, there's it's just awesome. They they did a really good job pacing that. So, um, interestingly enough, though the game didn't start out as um, zagreus uh trying to escape the house of hades uh the game started as they wanted to do a roguelike from the beginning but during their production um they wanted they started to do they wanted you to be a different character and would go through the labyrinth and the labyrinth is ever shifting right in the in in greek myth a daedalus's labyrinth that uh, is always shifting and uh, doing all these different rooms and that goes to the narrative of the roguelike where your map is always changing every time you play through so that was kind of their basis on that but the problem with that if you can imagine just going through a maze constantly the narrative is lost right that you, there's nowhere to really introduce reliably any narratives it just doesn't really make sense to have characters there in the labyrinth, which is designed as like a punishment for the Minotaur, I believe. But, um, and so what they were, what they wanted to do, that they were looking through, um, they, uh, the developers were, uh, looking around, and uh, while they were coming up with like different inspiration for the game, they were reading, um, Greek myths, and they they realized that uh, Hades is very underrepresented there. And so they wanted to they shifted it and focused more on the underworld rather than labyrinth and the the game just came together really well zagrius became the main character and um it was him just trying to escape his father's ever shifting plane of the underworld and it made a lot of sense with the the theme of the roguelike and the shifting labyrinth but um, they were able to add in the narrative of the House of Hades and having all the characters there. It made much more sense to do that. Um, funny enough, though, the the original main character actually stayed in the game as yeah, Theseus, who is one of the bosses you face in Elysium. Originally, you were going to play as Theseus, but his character of being just like kind of like this over, over daring, over uh, charming hero was just not quite what they were looking for. So. They shifted to Zagreus, and I think I think it turned out for the better. And there's a lot of other uh, things that uh, are in the game that you guys will get to see as you play it through. I hope you guys continue to play it through. But um, that's, those are the interesting tidbits there for you. So um, let's go. I, I have a question. Yeah, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. What uh, What first inspired the developers to jump into Greek mythology or make a game about Greek mythology? Did you learn anything about that, or have they said anything about that?
0: Uh yeah so um what they wanted to do uh, with the super super giant's creative director uh, I apologize for saying this incorrectly uh, Greg Kasavin he actually came into the idea of Greek mythology because he's been uh it's been a topic that he's been interested in since he was young um, and so big Percy Jackson fan <laughs> that I don't know that I don't know um it, it, it could be could be uh, <laughs> yeah. I do know I do know Percy Jackson was a lot of people's uh, introduction into uh, Greek mythology and the Olympians and all that. I, I mean I I got into Greek mythology as a project, not going to yeah. lie. Um but yeah, so so there was um the game was originally going to be called uh, Minos uh, which is um the Minotaur the, the the myth of the Minotaur or whatever and that's what they were going to play around with Theseus as the hero. And that was really into Greek mythology, and it was just they only they just chose to do the Greek mythology because of the creative director's uh, interest in there, and they they brought it in, and that's what I decided to go with. And I think they did a good job. I think you know Greek mythology is pretty pretty well known, and the um, the characters of uh, Greek myth are really 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 good at being. Um, powerful, memorable characters, fun characters, unique characters, all of them with all their different traits. I think they did a really good job. So uh, props to them for uh, executing the idea of Greek mythology in such a really fun uh, and unique way.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Awesome. Do you guys have any other questions? Brad, do you have any questions as well?
1: Um, No, just really interesting how they... It, it really came together like you said perf- perfectly I couldn't imagine it being another way and and they really found found the best way to, to to create that narrative and have the experience they wanted the players to have yeah
0: and you guys as you guys continue to play what what's awesome about the game too is you get a lot of um, you're going to have so many new characters into the House of Hades itself. And um, the House of Hades, you, what's cool about it is you get to see it expand. You get to see it grow as you, the player, um, apply things to... Uh, like like you, you purchase upgrades from the contract or whatever. You'll purchase and, and you'll interact with people in your runs as you go to try to escape the underworld. and. Um, those meetings with different characters will allow you to have different uh, interactions with people in the house of Hades. Uh, for example, Orpheus, you know, a great poet and uh, singer, as uh, portrayed in the game who has great vocals in the game. Um, I need to look up who did the vocals there, but, um, the, the soundtrack for Hades is just amazing. And the songs that they wrote for it are just awesome. Um, but Orpheus, uh, starts to ask Zagreus about all of his uh, all of his escapades all of the things that he's been doing trying to escape the house of Hades because as as a singer and songwriter as a poet he wants to hear these tales of myth and wonder and uh, Zagreus will share them with him but what's funny is there comes a time where after you've progressed with Zagreus and uh, Dionysus actually, you'll actually pull a prank on um, Orpheus and explain to him how you uh, are actually Dionysus, and he'll get kind of confused, or whatever. But you you come to just kind of say that you're one and the same guy, and that is actually rooted as well in mythological fact. Um, well, like
1: fact is a loose term <laughs> when it comes to myth, but um, it's, it's rooted in the mythology. Yeah, but it's a. And to clarify, Ortheus is the one playing in the harp. Yep. Yeah, he's the in one playing Hades the harp. Yes, liar. that's right. Okay. That's
0: right. And he, he, he yeah, and as you as you play through the game, uh, you know, at first he doesn't want to sing and then eventually he starts to sing and you find his muse or whatever. That's a whole other storyline in the game. Uh, but the um, your, your, um, there's actually a myth where uh, there were two Dionysus and two Dionyses. Is that the plural term for that? Um, in, in myth, Zagreus' Dionysus was the original, but then he was killed. And then Dionysus came forth as the secondary or lesser Dionysus. So like, even though they have all these little quips and things that seem like they're just kind of written in the game, they did a really good job of looking at Greek myths and making sure that Supergiant games was going to be accurate as much as possible and not take, uh, and like, you know, take creative liberties and how it's portrayed, but actually reference a lot of their source material to Greek myth. And I, th- I think that's, that's awesome. I think like seeing that as crazy. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think overall, just the way Hades incorporates narrative, uh, roguelike gameplay and like the, the hack and slash type, um uh, combat is just ten out of ten for me i I really enjoy it so the yeah no
2: hundred percent the the combat is super satisfying um and the different weapon choices each variation is it like its own thing where it completely changes the gameplay or it makes it fresh It's pretty impressive
1: yeah, it is um the like you said, the freshness of every time I played it 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 felt new. I was learning something new. I was experiencing something new. It was, it was amazing. And it, I always, every time I die and you come up out of the bloodbath, it felt like waking up for work every morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but in a good way, in a good, in a good way. way, in a good way, <laughs> it, it was just relatable. It was like you get knocked down at the end of the day and you just oh, come man. back up and you do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it's, um, I, I liked I like how that uh really played out in the game. It was it was it was so fun. Um and seeing like you know, you just wake up and that's like kind of the essence of roguelike games, you know, you die, you lose, all your progress is gone. Get back up, start again from the beginning. And Hades does a phenomenal job there and while keeping it fresh with all the different weapons that you're able to start with. Like I, it was awesome. So I'm glad you guys liked it. I want to get your kind of your consensus here uh, for the people listening as well. We're trying to part of what this podcast is about is also introducing in addition to introducing Ethan and Brad to uh, other games, also trying to get a gauge on like how well they feel that it would be good to, for all of you listeners to introduce them to your friends as well. So uh, Brad and Ethan, how'd you feel about the, Do you feel like the game was noob friendly? That's, that's what we'll call it. Noob friendly. You feel like you could pick it up. Without playing so many video games, did it feel like you could easily kind of adapt and keep playing that game? I think Brad, so ethan okay awesome
2: I think so um especially with a controller i didn't I never tried it with a keyboard or mouse, and i remember, I think you even said that the developers recommend using a controller, but I don't know i it seemed very intuitive,
1: yeah, yeah, um. noob-friendly. I think there's... What's the other 5%? The other 5% is there's just so much. And so having a little guiding help from Luke helped me um, progress quicker, which isn't necessarily a good thing because there is that joy (laughs) of discovery. There's the joy of discovery that I I lost (laughs) out on but at least I beat Ethan. I got farther well, <laughs> than Ethan. <laughs> and that's what we're really about here. Winning. That's right. Winning. That's right. High score hobblers.
0: High score <laughs> hobbling. Hey, 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 a hobble still, you can still win if you're hobbling. <laughs> that's right.
1: You just got to be faster than the guy next to you in a bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: Awesome. Uh, so my other question then, uh what what did you find frustrating about it? We'll start with Ethan again. What 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 was frustrating about the game, if anything?
2: Frustrating? There was never a time where I was truly annoyed with the game, which I think is a really really good sign. Um probably the most annoying thing is just like when you're dying to the same boss over and over again. But even then, you know, you want you still want to restart and get to that point again. So I I wouldn't say that there's anything annoying about the game
0: that's good uh, and i i agree i think i mean there's there's some frustrating enemies for sure uh i can't yeah. stand the stupid butterfly balls they drive me
1: nuts
0: <laughs> the butterfly ball i think they're called soul catchers in game uh
1: ethan ethan wouldn't know what those are because he, right. he killed he a bone snake he never stop the come on snake.
0: come on guys he never
2: i'm got a gamer i game
0: Games. <laughs> exactly. Uh but, but so so maybe that's why he doesn't have anything to say that it was frustrating because he never got to the frustrating part. Shut up. <laughs> Come on.
2: <laughs> my my opinion's valid.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's valid. It c- kind of wrong, but valid. <laughs> all right. Alright, you're done. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Um but yeah, like there's there's a couple of frustrating enemies, but all in all, you know as you just play the game and uh continue to learn like their move sets or like the the way to counter them because there's a way to counter every every enemy in the game you eventually start to learn it and it gets pretty good uh what about you Brad did you find anything frustrating in the game
1: yeah de- definitely frustrating in a good way because i never felt like i couldn't overcome the frustrations but i was frustrated enough to come back and try to beat it it's like golf for me. It's like hitting that little ball is frustrating, but I know I can get over it, so I put in the extra time. So We're I put in, about the golf? in the extra
2: time. Eighties golf on the gaming podcast. Uh,
0: well, well, actually, hey. now that you bring that up, though, that that way of uh, frustration and um, like excitement, you know, like like you want to get over that. You uh, the there's actually a term for that. It's called flow um it sounds it sounds so like like kung fu-y you it know, had some good
1: it? flow like,
0: like, like, it, sounds, it sounds like some like weird sappy uh like sci-fi or uh almost like the force you know like it sounds something like that but it's actually it is actually a psychological state uh it's kind of like when you the other term would be like kind of in the zone right where where you are like uh you have like these think of like these these barriers either uh, of interest Either things get too frustrating and you quit because it's too hard, or things are too boring and you're bored and you quit, right? And so there's actually a phenomenon in game development, which I think Hades does really well, is getting you to bounce in between those two barriers of getting frustrated and relaxed and calm. Frustrated, relaxed, and calm. And trying to get that bouncing is what allows uh, players to continue to be invested. And that's kind of
2: sitting right in that sweet spot.
0: Exactly. And so like when you have these boss fights in Hades, right, it's fairly simple most of the game until you get to boss fights. So of course there's like some mini boss areas that can happen and there's some sometimes the the level the the chamber you enter has harder enemies than you anticipated. It's just not really working for you. But most of the time those the chambers leading up to boss fights are Pretty mellow, like they're 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 manageable, maybe a little um, stress inducing, but overall, you know, you can probably get through it. But then, once you get to those boss fights, you're hitting peak frustration and stress in the game. Like like you're excited, you want to beat it, but when you lose, instantly, all of your you're like, oh, I died. You know, Ethan experienced this a lot clearly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, oh man but when you when you go back to the house of hades and you get to talk to people and progress the story again that's when you're you're back on that lower level of flow that's when you're back on that lower boundary and working your way back up as you start a new run and i think they do a really good job of bouncing those around and um i i won't want to spoil too much for you guys about the ending because it's pretty great but you do have to beat the final boss multiple times multiple times to get the full story of the game it doesn't end after one time beating the final boss you got to keep going and I think that's another thing Giant did really well with this game is getting the player to play through a roguelike through its final boss multiple multiple times that's a pretty tough thing to do especially with a game where it can be really difficult to do that and it's not as game-breaking as Games like Binding of Isaac, where you'll either have runs that are completely broken and you just beat the game with the, the flick of one button, or uh, anything like that. It, but instead it, the the level of frustration you're rewarded by completing this hard boss fight, by getting to progress more of the story and unlocking more things and getting all that going. And I think you did a I think you did a wonderful job there. And now I kind of want to know though, uh, what was your guys's favorite? Thing about the game, like what 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 felt the best to you? Just getting there, like commenting on it, or in your head you're thinking, "This is nice." Let's start with Brad this time. What what was that thing for you?
1: Oh man, the favorite thing for me, it it, I, it was that feeling of frustration. The it was the feeling of difficulty and being rewarded every time I overcame it. So. For me, that that makes the most enjoyment in a game, or honestly, anything in life. Over overcoming difficult, not, nothing good comes easy. So that was fun.
0: Yeah, sound advice. That's for sure. Uh, Ethan, what about you, man?
2: Uh, my answer is a little bit more lame, but I like the I like the fighting. All right, <laughs> I thought the fighting was cool. <laughs> the
0: fighting's good. It is. <laughs> um, it is cool.
2: Uh, it was very satisfying, and yeah, w- w- as you guys were talking about or when you were talking to Brad about button mashing, once you get over that initial hump of like, oh, let me tap all these buttons as fast as I can, you start thinking about what move you're going to do and why. It make I don't know. It makes the game more rewarding. And you obviously are much better at the game because you can make it much further. But
1: E, e what was your favorite weapon?
2: My favorite weapon? Uh, dude, I don't remember the names, but I do know I like the uh, the spear. It might have been a trident thing uh but that was yeah. my favorite weapon
1: yeah dude i mine was the bear claw oh yeah once i once i finally unlocked that bear claw I, dude i felt uh, <laughs> felt good i think felt i tried good. that one once it was fun it was cool clawing everybody good time
0: yeah that one's fun my, my favorites the uh, adamant rail or basically the gun you know, <laughs> the <that> gun <laughs> it's basically what it is it's pretty fun and then uh There's actually, I don't know if you guys knew this, with every, you you saw how, like, within each weapon, there were different mechanics, like, different aspects, right? That kind of changed the the weapon a little bit. Did you guys notice that at all? I didn't notice any of that. Okay. So when you you play through this again, after you pick up the weapon, try to pick it up again, and it'll show, like, a whole list of other aspects of the weapon that'll adjust how it's played. Like, uh, with the bow... Um, which is not, uh, which I recall was none of your guys' favorite. You, you did not like the bow.
2: Well, I, I like that one a little bit. I know Brad did and you don't like it.
0: Well, because I, I actually, couldn't win with it. I actually like it now. <laughs> I, I like it. Now. Oh,
2: you've changed. You've changed.
0: At first, I, at Switch first up. I didn't like it, but then, then I, then I, um, I realized, uh, whenever I had played with the bow, I was playing with it incorrectly, in my opinion. Uh, so they have because one of the aspects um allows you to whenever you hit somebody with an attack your special which is is that flurry of arrows right will actually Mm. follow and all track to the same target that you hit with your attack and i used to think that was the best one but now for me the the other aspect you can get is um one where you load your cast you know your your b press like your little spell or whatever into the arrow itself and shoot it and it deals massive damage and oh. so i actually i actually did a run uh the other day with that and i was able to uh beat the. i i got a i got a record on my that was my best run um on really that, uh, with with that aspect yeah i think it was 22 minutes in total for beating the whole the whole thing so wow well, i mean and it's not that fast i'm i'm sure there's speedrunners We've been way faster. I don't, hey, I don't... To me and Brad, that's fast. Hey, Ash, I'm the best guys. All right. You are certainly <laughs> you the best one the here. Best. <laughs> uh, of course I'm the best, but um, yeah. So, so like, you like there, 50 hours games, more than so us. Yeah. But, but that, that's, that's what you guys need to see is uh when you guys play again, try looking at those other aspects too, and you can upgrade them. And there's actually secret aspects where the weapons will even change like entirely. So for the gun, you can get the aspect of Lucifer. Yeah, like the fallen angel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it changes it completely from shooting bullets and lobbing a mortar to lobbing a little fireball and then having a laser that you can heat what? up the fireball and explode. Oh yeah. Super awesome. That one was super fun. So but the way you unlock those hidden aspects is you gotta continue just like you get rewarded by talking with other characters in the game and like um Obviously, you have to play with those weapons as well, but talking with those characters and um, getting progressing your story and progressing your relationship with them is what like is what rewards you with those hidden aspects. And it's just it just gives you more motivation to seek out and talk to everybody in the game and progress those relationships, which is just one of those other really unique things that Hades did. So I'm glad you guys liked it, and glad you guys. I thought it really thought it was fun. I'm glad you guys had a favorite mechanic. Um, but uh, let's go. How how would you guys now that we're coming to the end here? Um, how would you guys rate the how would you guys rate the game? on will scale of one to 10, 10 being I want to go back and keep playing this game like every week, every day um, or one being I'm never playing this game again. This is a waste of money. I, I already got a refund. Let's start with uh, Brad.
1: So for for me, it's it's a nine. It's a solid nine. nine. Okay. I okay, love playing it. Play it as often as I can, but there are some other things that I would put before it.
0: Well, of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna you're not gonna give away your life to Hades. Is that what what you're saying? <laughs> But no, I, I'm with you there.
2: No, he just really likes Minecraft and Roblox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft, hey, BattleBit Remastered, great game as well. Shout out to them. Uh, Ethan, though, what would what would you rate this game? Um, am I allowed to use decimals?
1: You're yes, allowed to use decimals. decimals.
0: You, you sure. use whatever you want. Yeah, decimals are not a patent product, so you're welcome to use them. Okay, <laughs> fractions,
1: That those are allowed. Fra- okay. Fractions
0: are getting a little iffy territory.
1: Yeah, it might be a little confusing. Um, but, I'm no good with math. <laughs> I'm
2: feeling, I don't know, probably like an 8.5 to a
0: 9. 8.5 okay. to 9. Okay, nice.
2: Like Brad, there's a few things I would put before it. Uh, yeah. Like Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> you
0: know, uh, yeah, Hades. Hades, that was a great game. Uh, I, I personally would rate it a, like a solid 9.5, you know, just a couple of minor frustrations but other than that uh, I think the game is amazing I think a solid game super giant games I know the game has been out for a while but point of this podcast is to allow people to kind of really get into games who aren't gamers who haven't been uh, in the industry very long or haven't been like aware of what's going on in the gaming industry. And so Hades for me uh, definitely a game you should pick up if you're looking to get into games, um that's a game that I highly recommend. Uh it's a great single player game. Fortunately there's no there's no multiplayer, but it more than makes up for it in its replayability. It's it's phenomenal. And they got a second one announced. Uh they announced it back in twenty twenty two at the Game Awards. Uh don't have a release date on that yet. I'm excited for it, but uh uh we'll 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 be posted and then when that comes out, I'm sure we'll we'll be reviewing that game Yeah, well. yeah we'll we'll have to play it when it comes out. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you guys listening for listening to this podcast. Uh, again, Luke Anderson w- with the with the High Score Hobbler's. Ethan and Brad over here. Have a good one. See you later. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to another thrilling episode of High Score Hobblers, where we stumble our way through the wonderful world of gaming. If you like the podcast, consider following us on whichever channel you choose to listen to podcasts. Additionally, if you want to keep up with us on the latest news about High Score Hobblers or Alan1, consider following us on Twitter at alan1games, alan1games on Instagram, or alan1inc on YouTube. We also stream on Twitch at alan1gaming, where you can watch us stumble our way through our games. Finally, you can check out our website at allen onecom for all of our related content. Tune in next time to get our perspective on other games as we hobble our way through this wonderful journey of gaming.